Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming show Pragmatic Entrepreneurial Vice with Dick Jokes. I'm your host, Lost Smith, sitting to my right, on your left, on your screen, Eric Reginger. All over, baby. Hashtag GriffyRI, hashtag 69B2B, hashtag Sweat Equity. This episode is brought to you by Warby Parker. WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat gets you five free pairs of eyeglassware, sunglassware, prescription, non-prescription. Try on them at home. Try them on at home. To try on. And it'll just send them to you for free. You pick them out. You got to send some back. I go, I got a big horse head. I pick them all out. I got them sent to me. Goes on the website. Choose your animal. Horse. Send them over. I said, John Alloway, horse face. Fucking, what, what looks the best for me? And I got five pairs. Warm, what? In, warm in the office. Asked all the ladies in the office. I go, hey, how do these look? They go, you look stupid in all of them. So Cross I sent the them all back. I didn't know how to do it. Now, now they have it. They, you can filter by your face type. Right. They didn't so have said, that in 2015 when I, when I was doing it. Monkey Warby face. Parker. WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat. Five free pairs to try on at home. Pick them out. Have a little runway. Make it a little fun yeah. in the household. Sure. Tuck your dick in between your legs. And walk down uh, down the hallway with a, a full-length mirror. With a pair of sunglasses on your balls. Exactly. Hilarious. That's what we're doing in the COVID era. Wow. Warby Parker, warbyparkertrial.com forward slash sweat. Five free pairs to try on at home. That hooks this show up, which gets this show to be better overall because we reinvest. Our other sponsors, ExpressVPN. Try Give me money. Try expressvpn.com forward slash sweat. Gets you three months free off an annual subscription. Roan, the fanciest of fancy uh, adult, athletic wear. Adult adult athletic wear. Be try, better than your friends. Try Look tr- down on them. Go to the, the badass sports gear. Go to the link. Try roan.com forward slash sweat. 20% off using the link or uh, the promo code bridge20. Grasshopper, try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Gets you $75 off an annual plan for your business phone line. Don't be a jabroni with a Google voice number for your side hustle or your business. And FreshBooks, gofreshbooks.com forward slash sweat. Gets you 30-day free trial on a accounting software that you get direct deposits the next day. Whoa! That's a lot. We got Joshua Kennedy. Oh, you bastard. You remember. <laughs> from, from, Damn it. From Imagine Affiliate I'm Marketing. Sure you weren't going to remember to say his name. Yeah, and uh, he, he brought his we'll new... do it live! Fuck it! His new employee on, Logan, that looks like he's the lead singer of uh, the Crash Test Dummies. Fucking nailed okay. it. Or Collective Soul. Or Pearl Jam in the 90s. You guys are going to love it if you watch this on video, which is on YouTube, Facebook. Your uh, mom's house. Yep. Uh, that's another podcast. Vimeo. LinkedIn. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, if you want to listen, Spotify, Laughable app, and if uh, you Google don't want to, if you don't want to hit our uh, sponsors, just uh, subscribe, us, just rate, review. give me money. Just, if you see us, just give me money. Do that. Fuck, we got to do what hot girls do on uh, all the dating apps. We need to make our own Venmo so people can send us stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's get it going. Oh, okay. it. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. What about my sweat equity? Oh, so 
on our ongoing series with you, or once a month. We're like your period. Who? Huh? Who? Jo- oh, it's Joshua. a podcast, jackass. Tell, tell the audience who we're talking about. We're going to record the intro after this. I know, but you say that, and then you don't do it. Yeah, well, you don't I was going to do it. it. I got it. I yeah, got you it. say that. You weren't going to do it, though. Happened a bunch wow. of times. Maybe... Maybe we Eric are hard asses about the production side of things. Maybe. Um, all right, uh, Joshua Kennedy. Oh, imagine. What, what, what's the plot? What's the website I sent him to? Imagine dash affiliate.com. Okay. Uh, and uh, your associate that I just met uh, two minutes Logan, ago. Yeah, Log- <laughs> Logan, yeah, Logan Giroux. All right, right okay. on. Okay. Hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> I did play hockey. At- <laughs> Let's go. I was going to say you look like a 90s, like, uh, like, um, oh, in front of to- a f- f- fantasy romance novel. Something like that. <laughs> I was, I'm thinking PCU, if you've Pop ever seen that. that shirt off, we'll see what he's working with. What do you say? Yeah. What's going on? Those are the real NHL playoffs. Your picks. Yeah. No, uh, but, um, uh, look, peck. he's a pet guy. I'm a pet guy. Can't Popcorn help it. Well, look, from one from one white guy with long strength. hair to the next, uh, you know, we welcome you. I hope it doesn't recede like mine is right now, where I'm starting to look like Craig T. Nelson <laughs> uh, from Coach. If you ever watch that sitcom, but. Uh, it's gonna uh, get there. It's all right. That's uh, good. Yeah, maybe Elon Musk. That, made, that made me too happy. I don't know why that made me so happy. <laughs> Elon Musk figured it out for himself. Maybe he'll he'll that'll be one of his things. If you ever look, have y'all ever seen the before and after when Elon Musk was PayPal? Yeah. And like basically almost hair is all gone, and then now, yeah, he neuralinked it, told his brain to grow more hair. It's easy. Why can't he unleash that to everybody? Whatever he did, he's trying. That should be look. Flamethrowers are great. And, you know, uh, ventilators, we didn't really need them, it turns out. Yeah, well, dude, have you seen the the robot they had to build to implant the Neuralink brain thing? No, it's scary. It's me. like a crazy, <laughs> super, like, uh, accurate robot that'll <laughs> shoot the thing into your brain. Would y'all, if y'all were offered, would you ever do the Neuralink? I would need to know more about it for sure. No, Elon Musk doesn't tell you shit. He just walks up to you and he goes... You get to know nothing about it. Do you want to do it or not? Like, he just does it in that creepy kind of... Uh, he doesn't have a South African accent, really. Weird. I don't know. I think I'd have to go now. You'd be the first one to get it. No? No one? I'd have to go now. No, I, that's... Yeah, it kind of creeps me out a little bit. Well, you all like, have a bright super- future ahead of you. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. We're both like, sign me up. Yeah, that's <laughs> true as well. I don't need to, like, take any high-risk stuff like that, you know? Well, y'all, y'all look like you're living in a – you're in Asheville right now? Right? Yeah. Looking for a new uh, new location for the business? Is that what I'm understanding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just pretty much. Doing it out. What made you want to leave the hot spot of coronavirus of Florida? <laughs> um, well, because he – Florida. I'm I'm in Rhode Island for the most part. So he and I have been talking for I don't know what two years now at this point. Yeah, we met back at a conference in California, uh, and Aubrey Marcus is a podcaster as well. Uh-huh. He and I, he was in like a full suit and tie, and I was barefoot in like a rainbow colored shirt. <laughs> that's how that's how I want to imagine you. Yeah, with a hacky sack. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like we just typecast very well. Yeah, yeah. We just we continued talking. I was still in school doing computer science stuff. He he was talking about how he wanted to start this business. I was like, hey man, I'll I'm down for that because I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do after after school. And um, we just kept talking. He was starting this. I was kind of like a little cheerleader, like yeah, let's do it. And now I'm actually starting to understand what the business model is. And we're just kind of thinking if we got together, there'd be a little bit more energy there for it to take off sort of thing. So that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look, Asheville, I've heard, I haven't ever been there. I've heard it's one of those, like, you know, one of those really great cities that isn't like, uh, it's kind of like Austin, Austin 20 years ago though, like kind of thing. I don't know. Well, it's not as like Austin, like blew up, Denver blew up, Nashville's blown up and it, they're beyond the capacity of the city that, you know, it was, it was made for. So those cities are starting to become like really hard to actually live there because it's expensive. Yeah. So are you guys looking to move home base to Asheville? Is that the deal? Or are you just kind of meeting up down there, up there? We're tossing the idea around. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a Southern city. uh, I'm thinking maybe Charleston, Asheville, something like that, maybe even Greenville. So taking a little tour of the, the area and then we're kind of feeling that I'm not, I don't think I want a huge metro area yet, but I'm sure if, if I did, maybe Austin would be up there. This is one of the cities. I think one thing that this whole pandemic is definitely really shining through is that you don't need to, I think it's going to become more commonplace that you don't really need to be in the area. I was going to say, why, why are you like, why just so that, like, I, I mean, I, lo- I love Tampa, St. Pete, but I've been there for my entire life. I'm just ready to get to okay. try to have a scenery. Um, and because, you know, our, our organization will probably be always remote, you know, even regardless of how big it gets or whatever, because I'm free, you know, and like we're still, you know, so we're not limited at all by location, doesn't seem, you know, I don't really have any B2B stuff in Tampa going on that's keeping me there. So, okay. So it's more I of a life decision than a business decision. Yeah, sure. yeah I, I think something that he and I both connect on is that we want to be able to travel a lot and kind of be able to move and pick up and go place to place. So at least from my perspective right now, like I just quit my job. I was selling appliances after I graduated. My perspective is kind of like, this is something I want to be doing with him. And it's kind of hard to get a business off the ground totally virtually. I think we could once we kind of get a nice platform established and we kind of know our roles and know how we're going to be working things out, then we can split off. But at least for me right now, I think we need to kind of have the, the, the sharing of the physical space in order to like build that foundation so that we can, so that we can move out. And really. Yeah, Definitely. Y'all, sure. y'all have your own COVID bubble, I guess. And you're not worried that like how many people are in the, you guys look like you're in a startup house right now, essentially. Uh, so. Wait, I wish they were contributing that much. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they give us some shelter, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, I, I was. We've got. I think we're, there's probably seven people here right now, but I think four girls live here. Uh, maybe three girls live here full time. Yeah. I was connected from one of them from St. Pete, um, and then they just got. Of course, like I said, as right, soon as we're connected. trying to start, you're connected. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, we should probably check that out. We'll fly up. <laughs> The Allegiant goes straight there, I think. Allegiant Airlines, the shittiest airline. <laughs> um, but yeah, four girls. That doesn't sound bad. Um, but, I mean, that's that's fun though. Like I'm I'm envious that you guys look. <laughs> you look very hopeful. What's stopping you? <laughs> stopping you. <laughs> Later. No, I just uh, it's one of those things where I I'm looking at y'all and I I feel I I'm getting that vibe of like 
when I was in my 20s, you're just like excited to get you're that so thing going. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we're in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're happy with being stupid right now. Yeah, exactly. Entertain. Enjoy it. You, no, you have that luxury, right? I mean, like. Yeah. A bit, mm. you you can make For some... sure. <laughs> a bit, yeah. I'm not saying it like it's a bad thing. Okay. I mean, yeah, dude. Envious. Sort of. Not really. I don't know. I did plenty <laughs> of that. You know, not necessarily You're my saying it like a guy that didn't have plenty of that? Well, like, I mean, I'm just I saying, like, it's not necessarily my thing. <laughs> Whatever. We move on. We don't need to. Do you guys want to talk saying, about this more? No, Let's uh, get into my psychology. So <laughs> let's break it down. No, I just think it's it's interesting, kind of where y'all are at position wise. Uh, last we talked to uh, to Joshua, it was like, you know, you had solidified two or three clients, I think, uh, off off my memory, and things are going well. Uh, if anybody's yeah. listening and wants to go back and listen, you know, I think this is fun to do once a month to see the progress as you're going. And it looks like, you know, there's something to be said about scalability in remote teams. And so, I, I look, I, I'm I'm looking at this COVID era. I'm not that great at 100% being virtual. I don't like, I like being around people. I, it, for better or worse, it's a, a good contagious energy. He always shows up at my house. And I got COVID. He, I just so he, cough he on shows him, up when so. he's hungry and he eats the food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Takes yeah. a nap. Dad move. Look, this I this is the frat house over here. They've got one in Asheville. It works out. Yeah. But I'm saying Absolutely. uh my thing is like I think a lot of people are going, Oh, I think a lot of business articles are coming out that are like, Oh, a lot of people can be working from home, a lot of employees. It's like no shit. We all anybody under forty kind of knew that. But uh, mm -hmm. I think on the other side of that, I think there's something to be said that you need that interaction. So it looks like y'all are kind of going against that grain of right now at least in the new normal of you see the value of y'all being around each other right now in the startup or yeah i shouldn't say startup like maybe the you know the the emerging growth phase whatever you want to call it yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. um and so right now y'all are focusing on making the playbook scalable i'm guessing is that what yeah. 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 Right. Cause I, I, to be honest, it's like my, my strong suit when I was working internally for companies was always growing was growth, but it, I was able the relationship side of things, the strategy side, the campaign side, like whatever I got it, I understood it. I could do it. Um, but my thing, my weakness a little bit was on the, the structural side of it. Right. And, and, and the system side of it. So that's one thing before, cause like right now I'm kind of maxed out with the amount of clients we've got about right now, we've got about six websites with what we're working with maybe, and then like probably eight within the next month or so. Um, so we're pretty much maxed out as far as manpower. Um, it's just more about, like you said, getting that systems in place so it can be scalable. And so, you know, I, while we have the time to do it right now, we do it. Yeah, I mean, um, your time spent, half of your brain is in business development side and bringing in business right. always. And the other half is on the op side. And that's just right. how it is uh, running an agency. And so the one thing, if it if this helps, I like to use a whiteboard app called Miro M I R O. Uh, mm -hmm. Not a sponsor of ours, but uh, what what I like about it is uh, it's easy to kind of share these whiteboards that are almost endless, really. But you can do mind maps on them. You can do you can get a lot of uh, um, kind of old school models, Gantt charts, whatever you want um, to have this living document of a playbook. You know, uh, especially when like. You can do a whiteboard right now while y'all are together, but 
it, it might help to take the actual physical one, put it in the digital form, and then y'all can keep growing to it. So, I don't and, know. And to, be, uh, and to be kind of specific, exactly what we're doing right now, it's like, right now I'm choosing a CRM. So I think one of the two that I'm looking at right now uh, are going to be active campaign and Salesforce. But I know some of the issues, Salesforce is robust and has all the functionality and stuff. But uh, people say one is just like a little bit expensive. I think it's like $25 a user. You know, I don't know how big we're going to get. So it may not be that expensive. But I think, I don't know if you guys have used active campaign at all or, or have any contacts that do, but that one seems like kind of a good solution. I've, I, Salesforce was the first CRM I ever used. Yeah, I've used Salesforce. That's it though. A little clunky, yeah. I thought. I mean, it's dude, that's that's it's a whole. Well, they've scaled it back. Mon- I, well, maybe I don't know. When I did it, it was like uh, it was like looking through an encyclopedia of stuff. There were so many things to choose from. It was very complicated. Yeah, well, um, they're lo- like the most expensive. They're the biggest like CRM as you get into it. Kind of like HubSpot for in- inbound marketing. You can kind of start out mm-hmm. piecemeal it, but then like it can become like. You get locked in. It, they want you to become a zealot for it. Right, uh, right. Yeah, they get their fingers in so many little things that you're doing that it's like, well, I can't just get rid of this because it affects so many different things, whatever it might be. So CRM's like, what do you want to do with your CRM? So so basically, my, my thing right now is like I – we are an affiliate marketing company, right? So we kind of sit between the advertisers and the merchants, the, the, the merchant, or sorry, advertisers and publishers and then the, the brands and merchants of the people trying to sell products, e-commerce stores. Um, so basically is I need like, one is going to be a sales funnel for um, any like clients that we have. So prospecting all of that kind of stuff for potential clients. The other one is going to be on the, the publisher side, which is the campaign management side, which is like, I've got a contact at Forbes. I've got a contact at this, whatever, whatever, like, are they doing a deal or a sale or an article or something like that, that we need to be aware of so we can feature our clients if possible, you know, and that could be any content site there or any influencer advertiser, but it's just being able, like having those two sides of the business where, and then the other thing is just the segmentation of the email. So it's like, basically, I think they call it, like I was talking to a guy today, they were saying lead scoring. So understanding where the opportunities are greatest for the campaign side, like, you know, if I run a campaign on, on this website versus this website versus this website, like what's going to represent the most value for my clients then be able to email segment so I can send different emails to those lists and then prioritize my time according to that. So interesting. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of pipe drive. I don't know if you've used that mm-hmm. before um, because it has a visual sales funnel. It's more for sales. Right. I don't know if it's going to help you with that other half, but mm-hmm. um, I like going into the dashboard. You can make, you know, your sales funnel could be five phases, intro call, discovery right. meeting, you know, uh, mm-hmm. follow-up meeting and like uh, proposal and then close, right? And so it'll give you the visual of that sales funnel when you log in, um, right. which I like. I, I like having that visual and going, okay, I know I have, you know, 100 targeted people in the all the way in the left column. And then we've got 20. If we have 20 people that are qualified and interested in the, the next round, then I'm relaxed. Like the whole idea is to, to get you to estimate on like weighted average of all the people, all the prospective clients. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So like uh, the biggest thing with business development and, and doing the pipeline. Or, so it's called pipe drive. And I, I you kind of, I go back and forth pipeline pipe drive on accident, but uh, I think that's the idea. I know, but um, I think there's one called Pipeline too. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but what you want to do, have your sales funnel kind of um, 
eventually you have enough statistics, you have enough sample size of wins and losses with clients of what worked and what didn't. And you can go, okay, because the pressure I used to have was like, I never knew every round until I started doing the math on it uh, consistently. So I could go, okay, we've got four proposals out uh, that are, you know, to smaller clients, but that's, that's going to be fine. I, I don't have to be that. I don't have to go so aggressive to find more business quickly. You know, right. it's all about your sales cycle eventually. Mm-hmm. And really, right. honestly, psychology wise, it's your anxiety. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you can look at it and be like, all right, the numbers say that if I have this much here, I should be good and it'll all work out. But you're still going to freak out about it. I mean, it's you know, kind of um, if I can interject a little bit, too. I think kind of the point that we're at right now is you may. I mean, obviously, you want to always have a, 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 like a full pipeline of clients, but. I'm going to have to find a way to start bringing people on if I want to, if I want to scale it all too. So I know we talked a little bit of the system side of things, but now also just onboarding and training as far as employees and finding sourcing employees and all that kind of stuff too. Cause I, I'm, I'm still going to have to be very hands-on with the business because I'm still very client facing, but I need other people to help me out if we're going to continue to build. So it, that's tough too. Um, that's like the hardest thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's doable. That. It's doable. I, it's just a lot of work. And it's this time that you guys are together that you need to just hammer this stuff out and get it down. Because, right. like, a lot of it's, you know, it's front loaded where it's like you get that down, you're probably going to be okay. Then you're just addressing abnormalities. But, dude, that's, yeah. Well, it ain't fun. It's so you're, you're right in the playbook. Essentially, you, the way I would try to do it, and I, I did it kind of sloppy. But uh, I would use Evernote, and I try to write down as many notes as I can at while I'm doing whatever work I was doing. In the mm-hmm. moment, I try to take a second to go. Okay, I'm writing the playbook over here because I want to teach it. I need to be able to explain it, right? Yeah, and we always it was always you know the checklist of whatever needs to be done for this task. Like, did, and how do, do I like it done? Is, yeah, and, and you know, exactly uh, mowing down the list. So thinking, almost thinking like you haven't. You haven't, uh, you're not even like, you're months away from hiring a bunch of other people, I'm sure, but you have to think like you got to hire them like next week. So how would you do it? Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a lot of dictating to yourself in your free time kind of stuff. Like if you're walking around going, okay, how can I explain the process of doing this and the way I want it done? Um, right. And just treating Evernote as your own Bible or whatever you want to use, notes yeah. app. Right. But treating that like you're writing, you're literally writing every day a playbook to get it done by X. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, anything with specifics, and numbers that you need to like just have that maybe you like something done a certain way with a certain percentage of whatever. Just like get that down. Get all these little things down that you can point to and be like, well, that's how it's done right there. It's easy. Yeah. And I got it out of my brain because I do a lot of stuff where it's like I don't tell anybody the specifics of whatever, you know, like on our logo. Right. The, the wording is tilted negative nine degrees. Right. I didn't tell anybody that shit like, but I should write it down somewhere probably, you know, for whatever reason. And that's the sort of thing that's like, like, you want to be serious about it. Yeah. You should definitely write that down. Mm -hmm. We, we got pretty good at one point as like going back and forth with video, like, um, and so like by yourself essentially going, Hey, uh, you know, this is how I audit a website, you know, for a client. And this is what I look for here, here, and here, here. And then I, you know, say this, 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 maybe. 
And so like we would use video a lot of the time to kind of uh, at least capture it, right? You may not go back to it and use it, but you got it there and th th you have a little peace of mind there with that. But anything like any difficult process that this is all digital, so you can take a second. Anything, anything you had to troubleshoot for a client, you had to really figure out. Everybody should, you should make it part of your 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 like uh, protocol for for y'all to always kind of do some screen grab video of of the laptop or someone talking about the situation. Here's how I solved this problem for the client, and that's all internal, right? Um, <laughs> Now, eventually, you might be able to turn those internal, you know, problems you solved into marketing, you know, a marketing content thing. But, uh, like, <laughs> it, it's tough. It's it's not easy, but you have to go, all right, if if I was an employee, if I was hired my, myself, essentially, what would I, how would I want it laid out? <laughs> and then <laughs> as, you, as you're bringing on people, now you need to figure out what kind of brains you want, right? And right. the, the video thing is very interesting because you want people that can learn. Like we, we've learned a lot just by filtering YouTube videos and, and watching those and, and gaining skills that way. It, it's in, a, in, an, in an ironic way. You have to have a lot of patience to be able to sit there and, and, yeah. and like yeah. go through a lot of that stuff and learn how to do whatever app or whatever, whatever system. So anybody that can learn on the fly like that you know, not afraid to go, okay, give me anything. I'll figure it out. If you, if there's, you know, if there's some, uh, information I can work off of a video is even better, you know? Um, yeah, these days, you know, somebody being like, I can't, I'll never be able, I can't even, don't even do that with me. Like, it's just like, well, did you try and Google it? Just try and Google it first, you know, maybe. And anything you're teaching him way easier. right now, video it. Just put the phone right. up and just record it. Yeah, uh, you know, get it, get the tran get the transcript done on Otter AI, and just or what is it, the Clips app? Yeah, I like Clips. Uh, it's on Does everybody's it iPhone, um, yeah. and it, it'll burn. Uh, it'll take the the what is it, the subtitles, the captions, mm -hmm. um, and it'll do it via Siri. But it'll uh, it'll capture <laughs> that, so you can just do videos with those. And you never know if you're going to use it or not, but I, yeah, well, using got, video to your advantage is probably the best way to scale it quickly. Yeah, we've got a ton of useless videos of us pointing at each other, being like, oh, we got a visitor? Well, let me switch cameras. Who's that guy? Who's that guy walking by? Is that your roadie, bro? Weed's here. Weed's here. All right, man, what's up? Nice to see you. That looks like Johnny Knoxville's son. Is that um, toilet paper and roses he had in his hands? <laughs> he had toilet combo. paper and roses. <laughs> that, that, all, that, was, that, was script, that was scripted, by the way. Yeah, I was totally worked really out. really fucked up. <laughs> toilet paper and roses. I've never had that combo. Uh, <laughs> what, so, perfect. What do you, I guess what, th these are fun, these are kind of fun problems to tackle. I, that's how I kind yeah. of look at it, in a nerdy kind of way. But you're in a good position. I mean, look, from when we talked to you the first uh, time you came on, mm -hmm. look, you, you've you've improved in an era where no one's doing that well. So hang right. your hat on that, um, mm -hmm. just generally. But look at these problems as these are uh, luxury problems in a, in a one way, yeah, right? Sure. Um, but you 
you're you can get in that problem where, you know, you always have to be thinking those side both sides of the brain as the agency owner, you know, bringing in money and then getting the mm-hmm. job done and keeping costs as low as you can. Well, right, a lot absolutely. of a lot of the operation stuff you're doing now is so that you can in the future be the face and be the guy that's going and making the big deals and all that stuff because be you get bogged Marcus. down being like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do in this scenario. Let me sit around and think about it. It's like, well, that's how you'd never grow. But it sounds like you got the right idea on growth and all that. So keep mm-hmm. it up. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, as you know, as someone who started, like we really started in mid-April was kind of when we had the, the website software in place and everything um, to kind of be at a place where we have, you know, potentially seven-ish clients, seven, eight clients within essentially four and a half, five months of operating as a business is pretty pretty happy about that Great, yeah, yeah congratulations yeah there no. there's a couple on, onboarding apps that you might want to look into too the one i heard about was called walk me like you're going for a walk out in that lush forest mm-hmm. out there yeah. um just a, it it's probably just a template of a bunch of uh you know employee onboarding stuff like we're talking about but if you wanted something that's a little bit more structured, that yeah, give heard, you a little head start. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's like if you if you want to write a business plan, there's like uh, you can go to sba.gov and just they have a a form you can fill out to help you out. The well, good thing about those things is they uh, they they're reminders. Right. You'll go through and be like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You know, like okay, well, yeah, we need to address that. Whatever it is, an employee handbook. Got one of those. Have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's boring. How about operating agreements? How are you, how are you with those? Yeah, I mean, uh, let's talk we, uh, documents. We're doing, well, yeah, we're doing doing okay on the on that so far. Um, we have agreements with some of our clients in place. One of the don't tell them, but uh, one of the one of the new ideas that has kind of come up to me was to charge like a three percent annual fee, almost like a membership fee, to cover some like technology and, and call it a tech fee. Um, but just like kind of based on the performance that we bring them, that's something because we don't have a lot of. You know, we have recurring revenue in terms of like monthly, but we don't have any month like guarantees. So just trying to get more ways that we can get income into the business. That was something I'm thinking about putting in place. Yeah, look, your mar- margin is is tough too, and that again, you're right. going to be thinking both sides of the coin, bringing in as much business as you can, and keeping that cost, that labor cost, down as much as you can. And so, right. uh, you're always going to be kind of messing with that, and you're going to have to like kind of make your own calculator. As you go, I like, yeah, I would do like dumb guy math. Like, what can I do? Uh, all right, I would talk to a client, we can do this for you. And in my head, I'm like, all right, we can do this probably about 80 hours of labor. You know, you're trying to figure it out, uh, and what that labor costs. So, your cost rate versus your bill rate is always going to be something to think about. Um, and when you say don't tell your clients, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not editing it, I'm just gonna, yeah, we're all there. Hopefully we're not listening, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to share this with the uh, with the clients immediately. So if they well, find it, we'll they send find it to them. Don't worry. Right <laughs> I won't. I won't disclose my client then. Well, I was going to say, as long as you can justify why you have that expense, which I'm sure you do. Right. Uh, that is a thing. Like being a business owner is this like weird moral feeling that you get. Like it's bad to charge money for stuff. Like right. just at the base of it, and it's like, dude, you have expenses. Yeah. Like you might, you right. need that three percent. Like right. you kind of have to get past this thing of like, oh, I don't want to upset my clients. Like, hey, 
you know, they're well, and, and, um, they get to on, work on with that, you too. Is the idea right? Well, and I have a friend that has had a media company. And they're actually about to sell the media company. Um, his name is Mark Lombardi Nelson, and their company's called Shoot the Throw Media out of St. Pete. But he, he always said, like, whenever he's working with clients and stuff, he just tells them what to do rather than ask them what to do, right? Because like when you put mm-hmm. when you put the power emphasis on a client, the client might pull back or start controlling the situation. So like I told I told Logan, I was like. Whenever we're like, you know, we just had that client call today. I said, yeah, we're, this is the, the price that we, we charge as far as the, you know, the revenue sharing. And I said, we also have a 3% technology fee at the end of, you know, we charge you once a year, basically, essentially. Um, and I, you know, it wasn't like, this is something we want to consider. So as I move forward with a lot of the clients and stuff, I think it is important not only to not feel guilty, but then also be very direct about sort of your, you, what your processes or your billing or, or whatever. No, my, that's my, great, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a huge for like to be at that point because it, it's like it seems not like a big deal, but it, it really stops a lot of people from really going next level, I think. Well, yeah. And like my I'm in a B2B marketing agency. My my uh, boss had to like kind of I was used to a, a really small. I don't even want to call it small because it's technically not a small business is so broad when you say that right. as a term. So like in my head, small business is like 10 million in revenue or like 10 employees kind of thing. Uh, we're like, I was, we were working with like local startup, micro nano businesses that, that you had, I was doing, I got used to that conversation of trying to edge. I go, I'm going to educate, like I'm going to educate them on what's going on. And you get to this level where I'm working with small, medium businesses and talking to them. My boss is like, you don't have to, you don't have to overdo it. Like you can be just right direct. Not like the queen of England. They, they want you to be direct. They want, <clears throat> they see it as efficient at, at that level. And I'm like, oh yeah. It's at, not so, as personal. It's not their money directly the, all the time. You yeah. Know? At the small to medium yeah. business level for B2B, B2B especially because that's all that, I mean, that's all about being efficient and that's all about just like no frills kind of, kind of world. Uh, and so I had to reprogram myself to like, kind of take that conversation a different way. And just like you're saying, kind of dictate, okay, well, uh, where are your pain points? And then we're going to help you here, here, and here, here's the price. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, any, uh, anything else? Before oh, we close good. Out? You're on the right track. Every little, every time we see you, a little bit better. This is actually yeah, the most like business dense uh, episode we've had with you. Uh, Maybe ever. Yeah. <laughs> possibly ever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, this is the most what business, most dense. business dense. dense. Oh, dense. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's pretty girthy as far as the business is concerned today. Bam. Thank you. Girthy ROI. Yeah, team player. I like it. He gets it. We'll, we'll send you a t-shirt. Uh, all right. I appreciate y'all coming on and, uh, you know, we'll just talk next month. Let's see how y'all are. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Well, good meeting you guys. See ya. Cool. Thanks, fellas.